Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 88 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, man? I'm doing good. Tired. We're up early again to recap this expansion draft, but uh, happy to be here. Yeah, we just had the uh, Seattle Kraken expansion draft last night. We're recording this bright and early the day after to give you guys the lowdown. Uh, but before we get to that, I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host, Mac Vogel. How are we doing, buddy? Doing well. Living large. You know, just uh, barely alive at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. But, you know, surviving. Surviving. So so we, the Bucks won the championship since we last spoke. Do you want to give the listeners a little insight as to how chaotic that scene was outside the arena? I would love to. Should I introduce our guest first, or uh... yeah? So we have we have special featured guests and second time I believe on the show, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, Stephen Baker is joining us. He's up in Milwaukee with Max. Stephen, thank you for joining us. Yeah, what's going on, boys? I'm happy to be here. So uh, thanks for letting me be part of this. No problem. Yeah, of course. Anyway, Bucks. <laughs> so uh yeah, dude. It was crazy. It's still crazy. The parade is today. The parade is in about like three and a half hours or something like that. Um are you going? Honestly, not like not intentionally, but I'll probably like end up passing by some of it. We're we're gonna have a beach day today, I think. So we'll nice. we're gonna we're gonna try and find some roads that lead to the beach that are not uh not blocked not, off not exactly sure how that's all going to work yet but just merge in with the parade you get a police escort right to the beach there you go we're just part of it we'll we'll you know bring a float we'll, we'll stick steven yeah. on top of the car he can be the float <laughs> <laughs> wave in in a hockey helmet or something like that <laughs> yeah um but no it was nuts i mean i've never really had the chance to be downtown in the city where a championship was just won because i mean when the ravens one, obviously, they weren't winning it in Baltimore. And, like, I don't know, I was also only, like, 14. So, it's not like I was about to, like, go outraging at bars or anything. And then um, I was just in Los Angeles for the Lakers and the Dodgers championships. But, you know, it's during the middle of COVID and out there. It's extremely, you know, more locked down than most places, too. So, there wasn't really, like, a whole lot of shit happening right after that so i don't know it was it was a crazy experience just hitting the streets walking around downtown popping into a couple bars just seeing what the vibe was like um yeah and and you know i'm not a basketball fan by nature but it was it was really cool and i i totally got on board for this uh bucks run i had a lot of fun following them and so i would like to thank all the real milwaukee bucks fans out there for letting me join the bandwagon there you go. And at least you're owning it, right? That's that's yeah. that's what matters. Because no, a, lot I mean, people, a lot of people won't own that. And Steven said it the other day, too. It's honestly more about Giannis than anything. He's just such yeah, a cool player. Absolutely. Cool athlete. Yeah. Someone you want to root for no matter what. So it's incredibly hard. The, no, the best sort of attitude for an athlete to have. Yeah. I mean, so humble and just yeah. awesome. 
I yeah, loved his he, um like his interview with uh Rachel Nichols or that video that came out of like him trying to like let her hold the trophy and she was like like no you earned that but he like he wanted <laughs> to share it with everyone she just yeah. seems like the nicest guy in the world totally yeah. yeah he's he's definitely easy to root for I was happy for him so uh before we get going we just want to say go check out the merch store per usual emptybetters.com click on shop you can find all of our summer merch there as well as our collaboration with Craig and Courtney Lachlan. Uh, we are asking that you guys go visit the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe, go like all the videos, thumbs up, algorithm, you know the deal. Question of the day. And this is prompted by uh, my new roommate who just moved in, who's trying to get into hockey. Uh, if you're a new hockey fan and you don't really have a favorite team, what is the best jersey for a fan like that to buy right now to get some compliments? in your opinion. So is this just which player to get or just overall look at it a could, jersey player? It could be anything. I would I would probably say let's stick with NHL, but okay. it could be based off like uh, design, logo, or maybe it's just the player in general. I, it can be anything. You can be really specific. If it's an alternate, like point that out. If your friend is going to go player, I feel like the easy route here is to just go like McDavid, but you might want to warn him if he's an Oilers fan that his life is just going to suck. So, yeah, uh, pretty much. Essentially. Yeah. Is he going to be a fan of whatever Jersey he gets, or is it just so he can like score points with people at bars? uh, I'd probably say more so the second one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If we're being honest here, I feel like the easy answer for like design is like the San Jose Sharks because what doesn't look cool with like a shark head on it? But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you couldn't go wrong with like a Brent Burns like Sharks jersey or something like that. I feel like nobody would ever be like, wow, what a dumb jersey. Like yeah, any, anyone right. who saw that would be like, oh, that's fresh, bro. Yeah. He could go the uh, like Maple Leafs route, get the Austin Matthews jersey. I feel like that's kind of the same thing as like, you're not baseball fan getting a Yankees jersey yeah Yeah, pretty much and he it's funny enough that you say that because I have the I have the white uh St. Pat's uni that's like Matthews um and I let him I let this kid who asked this question wear that jersey out one day and he got like five compliments he's like I have no idea what I'm wearing and I was like yeah well (laughs) (laughs) um one of my suggestions I think the I think the Blackhawks alternates this past year the black ones, not the black and white ones, but it has a little red in there. It, I'll have to, I'll have to pull it up because they have so fucking many because they've been in every stadium series for like. I always years. loved when they would just do like instead of red or white, it, the jersey would just be black and they still had like the head logo on it. I always thought yes. those were sick. I told him a Patty Kane one would would be an easy, easy shoe in. Oh yeah, I, I also think like a Colorado like Nate Max jersey would be pretty cool. Like just yeah. the home, the home jersey. They have a lot of good jerseys too. Some of their alternates are pretty cool. But are there sta- are there stadium series one they just mm-hmm. had? That was pretty yeah, sick. That was yeah. nice. So I always, when I was a kid, I always thought the Calgary Flames just had the coolest logo. Like it was so simple, but like Ooh, the, the flaming C was always something I was a fan of. Maybe it was a Ginla or something, or you know, backyard yeah. hockey on my computer when I was a kid, or Chell or whatever. But uh, I just always liked that one too. The new black alternates too. I'm a huge fan of those. So sick. So sick. Um, all righty. Well, we're gonna hop right into the league news. We got a shit ton of it, so bear with us here. And if we miss something, uh, we apologize. You know, there's just so much news that's going on in the last week. So we tried to cover the best we can. But before we do, we just want to let you know 
that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Steven's decked out in their gear. I'm rocking the shirt this morning. Uh, you know, if you forget your sunscreen a lot, the UV shirts are a great alternative. So let's get rocking here. Nick, I'll toss it off to you. Yeah, uh, it's probably the biggest news to come out of the NHL over the last couple of weeks, I would say, is Nashville Predators prospect Lou Prokop uh, this past Monday uh, announced via Instagram that he is gay. He's the first active player under NHL contract to come out as gay. Uh, he's 19 years old and, as I mentioned, made the announcement via social media. He's a six foot four right handed defenseman from Edmonton, Alberta, and was selected in the third round by the Preds in the 2020 draft. He signed a three year entry level deal with the Preds in December and played last season with the Calgary Hitmen of the Western Hockey League, where he was an alternate captain. So just great to see. Glad this guy is able to be more comfortable in his own skin. And I thought the reception was fantastic. Like players, guys that were in the Preds system were reaching out and posting on social and stuff. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, wasn't there somebody on the Preds too that that like made a point to be like, oh, like if and when he makes it up to the team, we're gonna like give him like the biggest like support system or whatever. I yeah, mean, I forget. Yeah, yeah it, it might have been Yossi. Yossi. Yeah, yeah. Either way, know, it was really cool to see all the support. Yeah, Duchesne posted something too. I thought that was really yeah. well done. No, the reception was awesome, and you know, it's just like it sounds cliche, like the NHL slogan, but like hockey is for everyone. And yeah, uh, absolutely. He also he also shot us a DM when we could congratulated him. So yep. we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Pekka Rene retired after 15 seasons with the Preds. The 38 year old announced his retirement Tuesday after 15 seasons, all of which were spent in Music City. He won the Vesna in 2018 and was a finalist for the trophy in 11, 12, and 15. Finishes his career with 369 wins, the fifth most in the salary cap era behind Flower Hank. Lou and Ryan Miller. He ends his career with the most wins ever by a Finnish born goaltender, edging out Kiprasov, Letnin, and Tuka Rask. What a career. Legend. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those stats I would not have, uh, would definitely not have guessed, but I think the, the all time winning is Finnish born one is definitely the coolest right there. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I didn't expect that to be him. I kind of forgot that he was in the league for 15 years. Um, yeah. which I think yeah. was a little bit longer than Kippy was. So, well, and I always just think Rask too. I mean, I know he's younger, but he's just been such a legend and such a powerhouse for right. the, all the years that he's been in the league too. So, you think and the Bruins been have been good. good, exactly right. Yeah, so it, I think like a lot of it piles up when people didn't really know like the Predators is like Smashville yet, like when they still had Suter and Weber. You know, like yeah. uh, all those guys. Trox was the- over there. And- right. Yeah. They, they had guys like Martin Erat that were just fantastic hockey players. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But like all those early 2010 days, like before they made the cup run. Didn't they, they have like the- Mike Ribeiro? And- <laughs> they did. Yeah, he was on that team. Franchise point leader, David Legwand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
No, they did. Wow. So it's all these names that, you know, aren't exactly the most household names, but he helped turn them into, you know, I would say not so much of a small market team anymore. I mean, Nashville gets a lot of love. They got great fans. And I think he's a huge part of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like every one of the best ways to grow a fan base is to have that like sort of like star goalie. I just, it seems like it's something that the fans can like really easily rally behind and it clearly worked in Nashville. Yeah, totally. Uh, The NHL is reverting to its old divisions and planning for a full 82 game season for next year. Uh, The schedule, which should be released before the draft, which is tomorrow uh, is currently going to have two drafts of it. So it's going to have like an option A and option B, one with the Olympic break built in and one that doesn't just in case the NHL decides to fuck up the IOC agreement again. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. Shea Weber could miss the entirety of next season due to injuries. Uh, he might not play due to knee, ankle, and thumb issues from Pierre or from Pierre Lebrun. The Habs have not decided uh, whether to protect him, of course, at the time that we wrote this down before the upcoming expansion draft. This this is like a nightmare situation for Montreal, I think, because you just had what a lot of people are saying was a season that was so far out of your reach. You should just be happy you made it that far. But I think with how well Weber played and what he battled through, that guy was essential to that team's success. 100%. And it doesn't help that their star goalie, sorry to get off topic, is also in the same kind of boat. He's going to miss the start of next season due to injury. I forgot what type of injury he has, but I want to say it's in his hip. So now all of a sudden you're looking at Weber and Price going to be out for you know, price the start of the year and Weber probably most of the year. And I think there's a solid chance that, um, you know, they were saying Weber might actually retire. I think he's still pondering it, but he's had so many ankle issues in the past that this, uh, this would definitely not be good. So I hate to say it, but I feel like this is a classic example of like team that loses in the cup final and then just like, explodes afterwards like just like if you look at remember how like the predators were too like they made it to the cup final lost to the penguins and like two three and four years later they're like missing the playoffs and like not like same with san jose yeah Yeah, they kind kind of fell apart and yeah i i think honestly the stars too i mean they they made it and then this past year i didn't it's only one year but still they didn't make it so Um, you you lose both these guys it's like you got no one to steer the ship really anymore because i mean right except for man child cole caulfield but (laughs) (laughs) but their leaders are gone i guess is what steven's getting yeah yeah those two guys lead the way and tough for the habs um more news from the habs they actually did name uh ducharme their head coach after the stanley cup final run so he is no longer the interim he is going to be the official head coach going into next season and I believe I don't know if we said this last episode, but did you hear that Bergevin like he has one year left, but he's not sure if he wants to get an extension because I think he like might just be burned out from GMing. Did you hear that? I haven't um, seen anything about him. Yeah, well, he's not he's not signing an extension. He's going to do this last year, but then he's going to apparently like see where life takes him or <laughs> go with the flow, whatever cliche midlife crisis uh, you know catchphrase you want to use. But he's he might not be there in Montreal after next season. So a lot of changes in Montreal right now. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, Kevin Miller retired from NHL play. Uh, he played in just 28 games since breaking his kneecap in 2019, announced his retirement in an Instagram post that he signed forever a Bruin. The 33 year old played in 352 games over eight seasons with the bees scoring 13 goals with 58 assists. After going undrafted out of Vermont, he signed with Providence of the American hockey league in 2010 earned a bump up to the bees in 2013 and was a regular on their defensive rotation by 2015. Uh, obviously had that nasty injury in 2019 and was rehabbing it during the Eastern conference finals that year when he broke it again and missed the entirety of the 2019, 2020 season. Um, just a guy that was, you know, basically injury plagued from the get go. And um, you know, it's sad that he has to call his career short and I uh, just want to wish him the best. Complete warrior. And what a, what a, what a guy. Um, and the path that he took to the NHL, like you just said, it took him three years after getting into the AHL to get his bump to Boston, the way he plays the game, uh, you know, only 352 games in his entire career, which is a lot, but like in that, think about that in that span of like 13 to 20, I mean, he had a good run and, um, you know, that's definitely a guy that I feel like is always a fan favorite, like kind of like a Brooks Orpic type, you know, throws his body around, an plays absolute every game. prick to play against. Yeah, it's a good exactly. comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little Brooks Orpic vibe. Um, yeah. So good, good retirement for him and breaking your kneecap is no fucking joke. That's no, that just sounds horrible. Yeah, hey, I did that one time. It fucking sucked. Ugh. Did you really? Yeah. How old were you? Uh, I was a freshman in college. Oh, shit. How'd that happen? Yeah, I was, gonna... I was trying out for the hockey team, actually. Yeah, I, I took a I took a big old slap shot right to the kneecap. I had pads on and everything, but it was a hard fucking shot. Didn't matter. Damn. Yeah, that's rough. I can't even imagine. That makes me cringe. If it just Ugh. gets you in, like, the exact right spot, you're done. You're fucked. Yeah. It's a pretty rude awakening to college hockey right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, showed the coach something. You're just eating pucks and tryouts. <laughs> Blocking shots. Come on, coach. I'll do this all year long. <laughs> right. <laughs> but before we recap the expansion draft, uh, the signings and trades we will save for the end. We put those in a separate segment just so you all know. So if we didn't forget about that. We are going to get to it. Yeah. So uh, before we recap the expansion draft, I just want to remind everyone that summer is here and there has never been a better time to get out on the water. Are you looking to finance that new boat or yacht you have always dreamed of? Well, the Yacht Lender is a specialist in marine finance with partnerships with 15 different banks. He has the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the Yacht Lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at YachtLender.com or check out his Instagram page at Yacht Lender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. There we go. Got that wow. one that time. You did it without laughing. Man. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I just took a video of that and sent it to him. <laughs> um, righty. So the expansion draft was last night. Uh, did you guys actually watch the coverage on ESPN or did you just watch the coverage on Twitter like I did? I just watched it on Twitter. Yeah, I've stayed yeah. with it on so Twitter. I watched it. I watched it on ESPN because I'm a nerd. And I will say it was it was pretty cringy. I, I don't know what it is. I don't care what network it is. I just feel like when the NHL tries to do like some national event, it's just like cringy jokes and like, like really corny. I don't know. It just, it nothing flows smoothly. And I don't know the name of the main host, but he was, I probably would do the same thing by the way. So I can't really uh, bash him too much. But like he called the Florida Panthers, the Carolina Panthers. Oh. Like 
They, he, I think he said um, when one of the Flurry brothers got taken, the defenseman, he was like, oh, he's a great forward. He scores a lot, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, they pull up the profile. It says defensive defenseman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just like, you know, I, I know he's trying his best, and I probably wouldn't have done much better, but not a good look for your first broadcast on ESPN2. No, definitely not. I totally agree with you. It just seemed like one of those gimmicky things. I will give them some credit. I feel like that was kind of a hard event to televise because everyone already knew. The players obviously already knew because a ton of them were there. It's like, yeah, there's a crowd there, but it's like kind of like you just go, here's this person that you already knew that we picked now on the stage. Everyone cheer. Okay, next. Let's just right. say, yeah. Did you see the Frank Savali, Severelli? I don't know what his name is. He's the beat, he's like a newsbreaker for the league. He basically ruined um, the expansion draft because yeah. he leaked everything. And people were giving him shit. And I was like, that's literally his job. Like, his job is to leak this stuff. So I kind of wonder why the league is having, you know, the roster submitted fucking 12 hours before the draft i mean it would have been so much more exciting if they didn't already leak it i I feel like a lot more eyes would have been on there too yeah i mean i definitely had like plans to watch it until i didn't have to you just yeah well all you missed is that uh marshawn lynch got to announce callie yarn crook's name and when he (laughs) announced it he called him the boy boy callie (laughs) it was i would like to say it was funny but it was more so just like, holy shit, I don't know what I'm watching. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, the boy, boy, Cali. He's like, I ain't going to try a last name. I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame Bob- you. Bobby Wagner of the Seahawks is like, I got a, I got an easy name. And then he was like, Vince Dunn. I was like, good, <laughs> <laughs> like, th- good for you, dude. Like, you know, Hello. Uh, just, oh, yeah. a str- just a strange, funny. strange thing. And uh yeah, I, it was like cool that they like had like they had Sue Bird do something. They had oh, you know one more. Sorry, I hate to interrupt you. No, you're is good. It Sean, is it Sean Kemp who played for the Sonics? Is that his name? I think so. Okay, well his last name's Kemp. If it's not Sean, then I'm an idiot. I apologize. Um, he said Jonanis Donskaway. That's how he <laughs> pronounced it. I was oh. like, poor, poor guy. It was horrible. It was so bad. <laughs> And his shirt was a size medium and it should have been an XL. Like so. my thing is, it's like, if you're going to have these people like read names. Yeah. Like, don't you tell them how to pronounce yeah. the name ahead of time? You would think that's why I was kind of so surprised. I was like, how, you know, how hard is it to tell the guy like Marshall and just be like, it's a yarn crook. Like, that's all you have to say. Right. Repeat after me. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. Hello? Um, Do you want me to read the list of the players taken? I can do that real quick. And then we'll sure. just do a brief review. All right. So from Boston, we got uh, – now I got to be put on the spot with names. This is this is the pot calling the kettle black. That's, that's why I said yes, because I want to hear this. <laughs> Boston, we got Jeremy Lazon. Buffalo, we got William Borg, Borgen. Detroit, we got Dennis Chalowski. Florida, Chris Dreger. Montreal, Kale Fleury. Ottawa, Joey Decord. Tampa, Yanni Gord. Toronto, longtime Maple Leaf Jared McCann. <laughs> Carolina, Morgan Geeky. Columbus, Gavin Bay Ruther. Nice. Uh, Jersey, we got Nathan Bastion. Bastion? I don't know. Bastion, you got it. Bastion. Islanders, we got Jordan Eberle. Rangers, we got Colin Blackwell. Philly, we got Carson Tuornski. Tuornski? I don't know. I guess. Sure. Uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> fucking Brandon Tanev. Don't get me started. Uh, Arizona, Tyler Pitlick. 
uh, Chicago, John Quinville, Colorado, Johannes Don't Go Away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> da- <laughs> uh, Dallas, we got Jamie Alexiak, Minnesota, Carson Soucy, uh, Nashville, Cali, the boy, boy, Yarn Crook, uh, St. Louis, Vince Dunn, Winnipeg, Mason Appleton. Go green. Anaheim, Hayden Flurry, Calgary, Mark Giordano, Edmonton, Adam Larson, LA Kings, Curtis McDermid, McDermid, uh, San Jose, Alexander True, and Vancouver, Cole Lind. Not a bad performance by me. If that I that was say so that was solid. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. Good work. Um overall general thoughts. I don't think V wait, I don't think Vanacek was on that list. Did I really yeah, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't hear you say it, but yeah, I think you skipped him. But yeah, Vanacek. They must have skipped Washington. That's like the one team they don't have in here. VV. All right. Yeah, so, uh, immediate thoughts. Um, shoot. So I was just looking at the list, and like right off the bat, I probably count like twelve or thirteen names that would be ready to make an NHL roster in the fall. Yeah. So like, honestly, moving forward, that's probably a pretty good number for them right there with like you guys were saying earlier just so much wiggle room left too love the back end yeah the defense is pretty solid it's the it's the forwards that's a little bit questionable um and for those wondering they still do have a shit ton of cap space and free agency starts on the 28th so keep that in mind and then um also keep in mind that today at 1 p.m on july 22nd uh the side deals are going to be announced for the crack and so essentially what a side deal is is that Seattle could go to any team and say, Hey, we're going to take this guy. And the team who is going to lose a player could say, all right, we'll give you a second round pick if you don't take this guy. And that is what will all be announced at 1 PM. And according to Elliot Friedman, there's a significant amount of side deals that were done over the course of the past week. And Seattle could have up to like seven first round picks or something fucking insane like that. So, Oh boy. Yeah, I mean it's not all it's not all done just right here in front of us, and uh, everybody keeps saying this is not what the roster is going to look like come October. No, and I have a feeling they're going to do something at free agency too. I think with that cap space and the amount of assets they're about to have, you know, if yeah. they have, they like got you said, something planned for right, sure. Right, like if they've got seven or even like five or six picks in the first round, they're going to parcel one of those off for someone. You would think. Right. And also don't forget that uh, for next year's draft, that kid Shane Wright is going to be the first overall selection. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got apparently like McKinnon, McDavid type hype around him. Yeah. If they want to tank. What pick do they have in this draft coming up? The second. It's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I think they might get that Beneers kid from Michigan. Yeah, he's a D-man, right, or no? No, the forward. Oh, uh, the forward, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, this year's draft's been weird. There's not like a big – they're not like hyping anybody up. Because nobody's been much. scouting, so nobody really knows, like, well, mm-hmm. fair, yeah. are these guys the real deal? Like, they think they are, but we don't have, like, as much of a, like, knowledge to them. Right, I but, like, like, there's there's no McDavid coming out of this draft right. or Matthews or anything like that. Right. Uh, thoughts on Vanacek? You know what? It's it's a bummer. It's kind of, in my opinion, it was sort of worst case scenario. Although I I think I would have been more upset if he took somebody like Nick Dowd or like Hathaway or like one of those guys, just because I'm partial to them. But I think as far as like pure talent and somebody you do not want to lose, I I think it is worst case scenario. I think 
VV showed that he's a more than capable goaltender last year. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was fun, fun rooting for him last year. He had a hell of a rookie year. Um, but I, I think it's a great pick for them. I think, you know, he's going to be a solid number two guy for them. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe eventually establish a starting role. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think he proved that he was the the better Capitals netminder last season. So, uh, you know, I, I think as it got closer, we kind of knew it was going to happen and it wasn't going to be like Dilly or Hathaway or Dowd or someone like that. So, uh, yeah, definitely not something I was thrilled about. The text I was getting from uh, friends of mine that are Caps fans last night was, I'm not sold on Sammy. You know, Sammy's not reliable. Sammy's not the number one. So that's the reaction that I've been seeing time for Zach Fucali to come up and do exactly. His thing. Yeah. yeah. Steven, any thoughts? I was just thinking I would probably would have rather see one of those defensemen go as opposed to the goalie. I mean, probably way more need at this time for the Capitals to have that solid one, a one B punch than yeah. all these aging defensemen that yeah. we are paying too much money for anyway. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's understandable. Spot on. Um, I gotta be honest with y'all, and I know that I'm the I'm the outlier here as the Pence fan. But what the fuck is Hextall doing? I don't understand how you leave Tanov unprotected. I mean, I think that was the one guy that after this postseason, obviously Jeff Carter had a good run too. But I'm gonna be honest. I'd rather protect Tanov than Carter. Carter's 36 years old with one year left on his deal. Uh, he had a great postseason run, but you got to think how much longer are we going to have him and how much longer is he going to be good? Then you got Tanev, who's, you know, in his late 20s. He's still under contract for another three to four years. Kind of expensive for a third to fourth liner, but has proven that he's just an absolute heart and soul mutant of a human being. And he's going to be dearly missed. And I know that was really unpopular for the Penguins. And then obviously, uh, you know, we had to trade Jared McCann because we were going to lose him for nothing. So. I would have rather lost McCann and not lost Tanev, but I guess Hextall just decided to wing it. I don't know. I still like him. I still trust him, but that's really aggravating to see. Um, I think Eberle's, I think McCann and Eberly are both going to pop off in Seattle just because they're going to get probably power play one time, you know, first or second line ice time. You'll see a lot of these guys. I think uh, last night, Dominic Moore, who, by the way, I'm not sure if he's bald and has hair plugs in, but whatever it was last night was not working for me. Um, <laughs> he, uh, really? yeah, I'm sorry. It just didn't uh, look good. Um, he, uh, he was saying that McCann could be like Vegas's Marsha show, that young talent that like kind of pops off with a 35 goal season. If he gets the right amount of ice time, right coach, all that stuff, which I totally agree with, by the way, that was another pick like from Toronto's aspect is, I don't understand why they wouldn't protect that guy. I mean, you just make a move mm. for him. Yeah. And now, I mean, I guess, so you have that guy, so that way you can protect somebody else. But right, I feel like there's people on that roster I probably would have preferred to have exposed as a not McCann. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I think Kerfoot was the name that was thrown around a lot. A yep. L- little bit of a different role, kind of more of a defensive checker kind of guy. McCann and more like a... What the hell was up with that, like, fish market video with Kerfoot or whatever? Is that just like a total hoax uh, then or what? I guess. That's, that... that's how they, they did that fish market video, but that's when they chose McCann. And I was like, they probably punked Leafs Twitter. Uh, you know, what else is new? Well, uh, it was a fish market, so it could have been a red herring. 
right. intelligent humor in the morning, boys. Come on, oh, let's go. Yeah, uh, it's not clicking for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Uh, who do you guys think is like the? I don't know. In your opinion, which one of their picks is the best? Like, which one do they just? So I feel like that's the the one that like I was going to gravitate to. I'm interested to see how he does outside of the Tampa Bay system. But I think that I think the Morgan Geeky one is great. We saw him have, you know, great offensive production. But I think one of the other ones that jumps out to me is Curtis McDermott from the Kings. I think that's a great pickup for the, the, the crack in that guy can. He can wheel yeah, and he can fucking throw him, too. Yeah, and I think G. I mean, Geo is kind of the obvious one because he, he's a former captain. I think he's going to take a lot of young guys under his wing. Um, I like to. I like the Vanacek pick. I know you guys are going to hate me for saying that, and I'm not trying to troll, but I do. You know, I saw flashes of brilliance, and I'm not totally sold on Dreger. I think it's a lot easier to to have a good season when you know the number one's playing like dog shit, and it's like a big name. No offense to Sammy, but I don't think he's like a big name there yet. Um, I, I think Vanacek could easily take over number one in the crease. I was going to ask you guys, like, what's your impression of Dreger? Cause I'm not, I think it's really interesting. Like this is a guy that I don't know about you guys, but before last season, I did not know who he was. No. Um, and I, I think you could say that about both goaltenders that they chose. Yeah. True. Could but, but the thing is with Dreger, like, like Harry said, I mean, he comes out of the woodwork because he's outplaying Bob, Bob. in Florida and then just like that because of like one half a season, half of a half of a season, basically, because it's a shorter season, half of a half of a season played super well. And the night or not the night, the Kraken are just like, yeah, we're all in on this guy. Like, and I mean, I, yeah, I guess, but there was a lot of good options out there of other like yeah. proven goaltenders that like a one goaltenders, maybe yeah, not like, like, but like a solidified starting goaltender, somebody that, you know, what you're going to get, at least, I think this is definitely a bigger risk for them and it might just work out totally fine, but I also think it could blow up for them. And so it's smart of them to have VV there in case. Cause I actually think he's a bit more of a like consistent option. It's, it's almost like they, they picked two 1B goalies. Yeah. yeah. They had yeah. the option for that clear-cut number one, but yeah. like they went a different route. They got these two. Well, both of them could still end up being like right all-star caliber goalies. So Yeah. Yeah, and, and a lot of people were asking, why didn't they take Price? Why didn't they take Price? Well, we just read the injury. He's going to be out at the start of the year. He's got a huge cap hit. He's 34 or 35 years old now. I think he's 34. It wouldn't have made any sense. Anybody that was yeah. like trying to make that make sense in their head was just lying to themselves. Right. They be like, cool. Like, or they didn't know about hockey or like that. Just... Some, some people are like, why didn't they get Landis Scott? I'm like, well, he's, he's not signed. Like you, you're not right. going to take on a guy who's not signed and not understand if he's like, what if you take him and then he doesn't sign with you? Well, just, I right. think a lot of people kind of misunderstood like how it all worked too. And they're yeah. just like, yeah. oh, it's unprotected. It's unprotected. I, I saw a lot of things on Twitter, people not understanding the Ovechkin situation either. And mm-hmm. they're like, couldn't they just take him? And it's like, no, dude. I mean, yeah, technically, but then he, he wouldn't sign there. It would just be like, like wasting a pick. Yeah. So right. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they like, you know, part of me is like, well, they got Dreger, they got Vanacek. Are they gonna try and go after like a solidified A one in free agency or something like that? But and then like, what one of them gets bumped down? I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see. 
Well, we're doing all this analysis, and I guarantee you that this is not what the team looks like come October. Right. Exactly. Right? When they when no. they have their I can't remember. They said their first game, I think, is against Vegas, but it's in <sighs> Vegas, which kind of sucks because you would think their first game should be home, kind of like they did for Vegas when they were expansion. Yeah. And then they get the Canucks at their first home game on a Saturday night. So that's gonna be fun. That'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be a good one. So kind of overall thoughts in the expansion draft if you had to guess looking at this roster right now just to wrap it up i mean they're going to be in the pacific division where do you see them in terms of you know competing for a playoff spot hard to say because we don't know what the actual team is going to look like but if i had to guess i think i say they make it oh wow i think they'll make it too sort of a weak division over there it's true yeah uh, that's a great point. Uh, I feel like I kind of forgot with like the way that they like messed up divisions this year, like who's in that division and what it looks like and how bad Arizona. some of those teams are. <laughs> but, I could be wrong, but I think they moved Arizona to the central to to fit the Kraken into the I Pacific. believe you're correct. About okay. that. Yeah, I, think- I remember there being a whole thing with Arizona and Vegas being like, dang, I guess we can't be like bitter rivals anymore, but we'll still yeah. hate each other. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to say they miss it by like, they're the team on the outside looking in by like one or two points. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they just, you know, maybe it's goaltending. Maybe they just don't hit their stride. And that being said, if they go get like two big names in free agency, I'll change that. But right. Based on this roster, I would probably agree with you. I'd say maybe like a, like a three to six point outside looking in on the cusp of making a playoff spot. I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they're going to suck. No. I think, well, they, they've been given the same rules as Vegas. So I think, you know, everyone was sort of under that impression with Vegas, like, oh, this team's going to be a bottom feeder because prior to that expansion teams really hadn't, you know, had an entire like ton of success. If they did, it was because they weren't expansion. They moved from one city to another and just, you know, brought the team that they had with them. So, right. Yeah. I think that they have the potential to be a better team than Vegas was simply because of the uh, salary cap situation that they're dealing with. uh, That wasn't really an issue in whatever year it was that we did the expansion draft last time, but you know what I'm saying? Like, cause the, the cap has been frozen now for like a year and a half or two years now, and it's going to stay that way. And because of that, people had to offload guys that they normally would. Like, there were so many guys that weren't protected that mm-hmm. normally would be, but it's just teams being like, you know what? If I can get out from underneath this deal, that's probably more beneficial for me than actually trading this guy and getting something back for him. Just tons of teams looking to shake things up. And, uh, you know, we talked about the Islanders being like, you know what? Suddenly we got a buttload of cap space if we just lose like Eberly and stuff like that. You know, like there weren't guys like Jordan Eberly and Yanni Gord available for the Knights to take. They had to take like right. misfit guys. And granted, they made it work and got all the way to the cup final. But based on that, I think that the Kraken have the ability to be a better team than Vegas. Will they do it? I don't know. But I think it's possible. It's great insight, actually. Now I think that's that. a really good point. First line when Vegas got it was. Marsha Show Smith and Carlson, and I don't think anybody at that time was those are not household that. names at all. No, at the time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say, last last point from me is uh, kind of bullshit that Vegas doesn't have to give up a player. Just my opinion. Yeah, so boo, fuck you guys. I was so I was reading a bunch of this online, and typically, isn't this the way they've always done it in the past? I think Nashville, like 
went like three years without having to do something like that. Uh, I don't care what the rule is. I'm just yeah. saying bullshit. It is. And I, yeah, but, it, and of course everyone's like jumping on Vegas because it's easy to jump on them anyway. So and because we hate them. We do. Yeah. Speak you can't just be the best team in the Western conference for the past four years. And just <laughs> and break before that just not exist. Right. Literally <laughs> since inception. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, who are you? You don't even go here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of those. Right? Who do you know here? Right. <laughs> Uh, you, you fellas want to move on to the signings, buyouts, trades, all that good stuff. Yeah, sounds so. good. But before we do, uh, if you haven't heard by now, we have partnered with Craig and Courtney Lachlan to raise money for the Lachlan family foundation. The Lockley Fa- Lachlan family foundation was established to advance the research and care surrounding rare forms of cancer. Um, to raise support for this great cause, we have teamed up with Craig and Courtney to create the Wowie Kazawi bundle. You get a limited edition shirt and koozie while all the proceeds go to a great cause. Head to emptybetters.com to check out our store and pick one up today. I know you guys have heard us hyping this up for a little while and you've probably seen some of the stuff on social media as well, but definitely pick up one of these bundles, great cause and great design as well. We will be at their charity golf tournament on Monday, September 13th. Uh, we will be there selling, you know, the Wowie Kazawi bundles. We'll have a little bit of merch. We will be doing some live interviews with some of the Caps players and Caps media members. So uh, we're really excited for that. And we appreciate uh, all of Craig and Courtney's help, you know, bring us up to speed with the, the Caps community, if you will. It's yeah, it's going to be a blast. And big thanks to them for the invite. Yeah, it's just been great that this community has come together for such a great cause of converting Harrison into a low-key Capitals fan. How, I've never <laughs> I, I wore the Wowie Kazawi shirt to uh to Don't Know Tavern like last week when we watched the home run derby. Shout out Trey Made Senior. It was a good effort. That was uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh what's Pete Alonso? Is that is that his name that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Mac, you called that, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's kind of a bitch though. I don't really. <laughs> His whole like this, like before he's like bobbing the head I'm around. Just, I'm just like, calm down, dude. Like this guy just came back doing it cancer. after uh, he literally like crushed a ball into like center field. It like nailed some one of those kids in like the leg, and he's like getting helped yeah. off. Probably like fucked up his ACL or whatever, and they just pan back to Alonzo. He's just like bobbing his head. In the box. <laughs> yeah. Is, oh, is yeah. he a douche? I'm not a baseball guy. Is he a he's douche? Just, he's He's just like a super, um, super like dialed in, focused. Like he's a big personality. He's a big okay. like, um, like I'm gonna win the World Series. What? Like he's a confident guy. Cardo. Like he's, he's somebody you want on your team, but if he's not on your team, you might not be the biggest fan of him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I kind of hated he's him. He's good like five for minutes. the Mets, though. Like he is a great player for that organization right now to have. Yeah. Uh, Nick, toss off to you for the signings. Yeah, Miro got paid. Holy shit. Eight years at 8.45 AAV per. Gotta yeah, love six, that. 64 million in the bank. Not bad. Yeah. I, I was saying, uh, I'm so happy for him. Same. I was saying, imagine what he would have gotten paid if he actually had a good year this time. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's coming off a shit yeah. year and he still got paid like that. So, yeah. So we see this, we see this deal eight years at 8.45 per for Miro Haskinen. And we have Kale McCarr, Adam Fox, and Quinn Hughes all needing extensions either this offseason or next offseason. In my opinion, all three of those names are better than. Miro at this current point in time. I, 
I mean, are we going to see a $10 million D-man? I think it's very possible. I think McCarr could get nine. I think McCarr could get 10. I don't know. I don't think I'd give Fox 10 yet. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off. That no, are listening, but he does but... have the Norris trophy tax now on his contract where you basically have to add 1.5 or two mil to it because he won a Norris trophy. Yeah. Well, and I think that they, Rangers I don't think probably, they, God damn it. Why did he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think he's, I don't think he needs to be renewed this year. I think it's next year when Fox does, but McCarr is this off season. And I think McCarr is easily going to get at least a million more than Miro. I mean, yeah. I don't think. I th- that's fair. I think he probably should at least. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, Do you see Quinn Hughes being more than Miro or less? Less. I would say, a, I would say maybe about the same. Yeah. I don't know. That's a In, tough with, one. Within the ballpark for sure. Yeah. Do you think yeah, eight, it, like around eight or is that too high? Uh, he's at least going to be eight. Yeah. Seven, five, eight. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere around there. I think he gets maybe like eight, five. 8.6 somewhere in that range okay. I and mean, he's the canucks like don't have defensemen so they're yeah. kind of like at, they're kind of at his mercy i would say yeah isn't like edler's gonna walk edler's, this year too i think Edler's walking yeah yeah uh moving on the pittsburgh penguins re-signed forward teddy bluger to a two-year deal 2.2 aav no one cares uh the panthers re-signed will you no. shut up <laughs> <laughs> thank you god good for teddy he got protected too you guys will hear this interview in probably like a couple weeks or so, but we had on um, professional roller and ice hockey player John Schiavo on the podcast. Awesome interview. Um, awesome interview. And he's like an Instagram. I would say he's like borderline like hockey influencer, if that's even a term. I know he's got like that that Pavel Barber type kind of aura going on with him. He trained with Teddy last offseason, and he was saying how much work Teddy put in um to coming into this year and it definitely showed so good for teddy that's all i wanted to say what do you think um, of the deal perfect bridge deal i think he'll i think he'll build off of that um he would be a great third line center once carter's gone so i think that's kind of what we're looking at here cool uh the cats re-sign anthony duclair to a three-year deal reportedly worth nine million uh the 25 year old recorded 10 goals and 22 assists in 43 regular season games with the Panthers during his first season with them last year. Good deal for him. Yeah. He's a fun I player to watch think- when mm-hmm. he's when he's clicking. He's so talented. Finally found a home. So yeah. good for him. I think he's played for like nine different teams. It, yeah, just about. Wow. Uh Brandon Carlo gets an extension, uh, six years with an annual cap hit of 4.1 million. Uh, I know the Bruins lost Kevin Miller because he retired, but they did get this guy back for six years. I think that's a great deal for the bees. Uh, Adam Larson signs a four year deal with the Seattle Kraken. So that's four years, uh, four per 16 million total, uh, results in the Oilers basically trading <laughs> they traded nothing <laughs> Taylor Hall for literally nothing so literally they lost they, 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 they traded Larson for Hall and now Larson's gone so you just gave Taylor Hall a former Hart Trophy winner former number one overall pick for literally nothing yeah. so stay hot at did, did the Oilers uh, did they get any return on Eberle when he left too no they're terrible That's at this. Tough. Well, and uh, like I think someone like yeah, someone tweeted like this out like the other day. It was like all the players that the Oilers have drafted and that like in the first round and then have like netted absolutely nothing on. And I think Yakupov is the same way too. And he was first overall, so that's just it's brutal. That's fucked. 
I don't know if you nope. guys have seen it. Actually, Stephen was the one that showed it to me, but there's that Instagram account that does like um, what, what every NHL team would look like if they've never traded any of their draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, What's that called? I'm, I'm wondering, I haven't, I don't know if they've done one for the Oilers yet, but I'm, I'm wondering seriously what, what that would look like for the Oilers too. Cause I feel like they've traded a lot of picks around too. They would have Steven. just won the Stanley cup every year. Steven, what's that account <laughs> called? I'm seeing if I can pull it up. Okay. No worries. It's called. Taki. I'm not seeing one for the Oilers here. Oh, oh yeah. Here it is. Oh, you got it. So, I found it. You want me to read this lineup? Yeah, yeah let's hear it. All right. So, first line, Connor McDavid centering Taylor Hall and Jesse Pugliarvi. In the okay. second line, you got Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto. Third line, Ivan Barbashev, Zach Parise, Dylan Holloway. Fourth line, Tyler Pitlick. Nurse, John Marino, Justin Schultz, Ethan Bear, Eric Gustafson, Tyler Myers with Darcy Kemper and Devin Dubnik. That's that. fucked. I that's like that fucked. better than what they've got going on right <laughs> yeah, now. I was going to say, that sounds like a competent hockey team. I mean, maybe a couple question marks in net, but. That's fucked. Yeah, that I, I feel bad for Oilers fans. I really do. But yeah. anyways, we're going to move on from that. Uh, the Rangers are expected to sign Barclay Goodrow to a six-year deal after he came over from Tampa. That's reportedly going to be worth $3.6 million AAV. Uh, Taylor Hall is expected to re-sign with the Bruins at $6 million AAV for four years. That's $24 million in total. Steal. Yeah. Alexiak is going to re-sign with the deal. Kraken or sign with the Kraken, I guess, for five years, 4.6 mil AAV. And Andy Green, sorry, elite NHL sniper Andy Green is back for another year on the island at 750K. Love it. Uh, that Taylor Hall. Can we talk about the Islanders real quick? Yeah. Sure. Just, this just had me thinking of it. I think that Uncle Lou has got something up his sleeve here. I mean, oh, they've yeah. got like all of a sudden like 24 million in cap space. Yeah. To go make a serious run at like a Landis Cog. It's going to be Landis Cog or Tarasenko or someone. Landis Cog, Tarasenko, and even one of one of the two Minnesota guys too, at a yeah. at a pretty cheap cost. Also, they so they I might think... actually land Parise and then either Landis Cog or Tarasenko and still be able to re-sign yep. Barzell because that's coming too. Yep. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, that's that's another thing. Yeah. So like you just said, Lou is. Lou for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's got a plan. He's got a plan for sure. Yeah. He's going to make them an offer they can't refuse. Uh, (laughs) The Wild, like, yeah, like you guys mentioned, are buying out the final four years of the Suter and Parise contracts. Uh, The pair signed these matching 13-year, $98 million deals (laughs) as free agents in 2012. Uh, Combining the two buyouts, the Wild (laughs) received significant cap savings for the upcoming season, but not much afterwards. Uh, the draft or this move also frees up two protection spots for the expansion draft. So that's why they did it. Uh, did you guys see their reactions from this? Did you see Parise's yeah. like, I didn't think this was going to happen at all. And I'm kind of blindsided and pissed off response. Yeah. Super- not a great look for the, no. Um, did you hear the story on checklets as to how this unfolded? I don't think so. So apparently like Parise 
was a little blindsided, but that was the less surprising of the two because Suter actually played pretty well, and he's, like, logging a ton of minutes. So apparently Parise got the the call from Billy Guerin, and then Parise called Suter, and Suter was, like, working out in his garage and, like, his home gym. And Suter was like, oh, that's, like, bullshit. Like, I can't believe they did that. And then while he was on the phone with Parise, oh Guerin called Suter. And Suter apparently hung up the phone before Guerin could even finish telling him what was going on. Like, hey, thanks for your service, blah, blah. He just hung up on him and said, like, go fuck yourself, basically. Damn. Yeah, it's rough. Real rough. So I think Suter's still got some solid hockey left in him. I think maybe Parise has had some injuries in the past. He slowed down a little bit. He could still be a great, like, third-line, like, scoring winger for a team. But I think Suter has a lot of juice left. And then what scares me is that the fucking New York Rangers are in the market for a left defenseman. Long behold, here we go. So yep. I would not expect anything different than the Rangers to land Suter somehow. Yeah, every free agent needs to, like, fuck off and not come to the Metro, please, because we're fucked. It's... I'm speaking to everybody on this call. <laughs> yeah. The pens in the caps are kind of fucked. Like, yeah. Every way. Yeah, every, I agree. It's just like a Thunderdome. It's just these teams are going to beat the hell out of each other all year, and it's just whoever is, you know, yeah. left at the top of the pile. But I think uh... – all four of us might need to brace ourselves for our teams to not make the postseason. I oh, hate to I'm, say that, but like fully, that's I'm a high possibility for both of us or one of us. Yeah. You think I mean, the four teams that made it from the East this year, I guess they're all Metro teams, right? Yeah. 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 But I, I would imagine one of those four teams is, is not going to make the cut this year. Oh, well, I guess Boston is not. But okay. All right. Well, then that frees up something, but still. Yeah, but you we still got. But the Rangers people, are gonna get in, and the Islanders, the Islanders are, are gonna, gonna get, get in. in. Yeah, people I, forget Carolina's in the Metro. Yeah, Carolina's fuck. nasty. Ah, oh, fuck. And yeah. the Flyers aren't gonna suck forever, right? They so, might. They well, might. <laughs> I hope they do. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Panthers. Uh, they're the other team that was doing some buyout action. They bought out Keith Yandel. Uh, yeah, had two seasons remaining on his deal with an AAV of six point three five million. That seven year deal that he signed back in twenty sixteen, which proves once again that Minnesota and Florida should be limited to signing contracts of three years and nothing more because they could learn <laughs> something. Uh, let's get into some trades and rumors before we wrap up. Ryan Ellis, Nolan Patrick, and Cody Glass had like a three-way trade deal thing going on. Ellis ends up in Philly, of course. Patrick is in Vegas, where I actually think he's going to be sick in that lineup. That's going to be dangerous. Yeah. 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 And then Glass goes to Nashville. And honestly, I think those are three great moves. Yeah. I think somehow I think every team comes out a winner here. Yeah. I think everybody's kind of getting what they need. I think Patrick to Vegas is going to be the biggest question for me because he obviously was number two overall, like what, four years ago at this point. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he hasn't lived up to expectations. He's had some concussion problems, but I think if you put him in a stacked lineup like Vegas, could make some noise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he should be a, a really solid third, fourth line center for them. I mean, he could even crack a top yeah. six role at some point. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Graves was traded to the Devils for Mikhail Maltsev and a 2021 second rounder. Specifically, that's going to be the 60th overall pick originally from the Islanders. Uh, Barclay Goodrow got traded to the Rangers from the Bolts, and in return, Tampa receives a seventh rounder. I think that's a great pickup for the Rangers, which is infuriating. But, uh, yeah. you know, Tampa obviously has to, you know, shed what they can right now to attempt loosely to stay under the cap. 
Uh, and then obviously we saw Landis Cog and Eichel traded to the Leafs. So yeah. <laughs> uh, big, big news, big yeah. news. Congrats to the Leafs and uh, yeah. super exciting for them. You know, yeah, well, shout out to shout out to Rick Rally for breaking. Yeah, shout out Rick. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say wellness check for Rick Rally, who's just been alone with a bottle of Jergens in his apartment since Eichel gets <laughs> traded to the Leafs. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, Eichel, Landis Cog, and Tarasenko seem to be the three big names that are still left on this rumor mill. So. Who knows? Mm, Islanders get one of them. I think uh, the Eichel's going to the Rangers. Don't kid yourself. It's it's all but done. It's all but done. Probably. Based on everything that I'm reading right now. You would Eichel, think. I just – why would you go from Buffalo to Minnesota? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't really I, seem one to – One cold, hockey-obsessed right. town to another cold, hockey-obsessed town. and Both, both with appallingly like long... mediocre hockey teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I'm him, how do you not go to the Rangers? They're on the up and up. They got a new coach. Everything's looking everything's looking bright. You're going to be the star in the biggest market. I mean, the move is only like two hours away from Buffalo or whatever, too. It's a pretty right. easy, easy yeah. move. Uh, it, it's all but done. So I would I put out the Insta post the other day, but I would say by the end of July 23rd, we should see Eichel in a, in a Photoshop Rangers uniform. Could you That's imagine a power play with Panarin, Zibanejad, and Eichel on it? Oh, Jesus. Well, the thing yeah. is, they could only maintain that for like a year, right? Because Zibanejad's going to need to re-up, and they won't be able to do that. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the two young ones, uh, Lafreniere and Kaka. Kako. If and they're, they're probably going to lose Booch like soon, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So – I don't know what I don't know what's going to go back for Eichel. I know the price has dropped a little bit, but it's still going to be a lot. It was it's like two NHL players, two like top caliber prospects, and a first round pick or something. And it, like that. At, at least one first, I think, is what right. they said. Like yeah. they might even have yeah. to give up like a Lafreniere and Kako yeah. to get this guy. Something I don't know. We'll see. I I think only one of them maybe. I think Kratzoff has been another name that's thrown around there. He's a big Russian prospect for the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah highly touted so he's sort of been like <clears throat> how kuznetsov was for them it's like is he coming yeah. over is he not is he is he not so speaking right. of rumor mill kuznetsov i would assume is going to be gone by next week or something resembling that i don't yeah, know definitely within the next week or two i would expect i would hope so but so you the want... tarasenko was mentioned in that too yeah yeah a one for Kuznetsov one for tarasenko just straight up yeah what i wouldn't guys... mind that what do you guys think of that? Where do I sign? <laughs> Take a shot at it. Why yeah, not? I mean, yeah. you can't end up worse for you than you literally cannot already in. So. Cannot get much worse. So can you imagine Koozie on the blues? I feel like you'd get to St. Louis, like look around the locker room and be like, nah, fuck this. We go back. To <laughs> uh I thought you were gonna say um rumor mill about Kaprizov because apparently CSKA Moscow or whatever it's called. Yeah. You gave him an offer. You can't refuse. No, they offered him a deal. So it's all in Bitcoin. Can't be uh, rejected. Right. (laughs) Something sounds like something KHL would do. Yeah. Um, And then as far as the entry draft, we have the NHL entry draft Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, Nick, I don't know why this is your pop quiz question. I don't think anybody's going to get it right. That's really funny. Do you guys know the answer of who's picking 11th overall? I don't, but I feel like there's a reason you're asking us this. Yeah. Or yeah, did you just randomly no, pick this? No one's picking 11th overall. The pick was Arizona's, and they had to forfeit it with that player scouting and training scandal they had. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. 
So there's going to so, be somebody drafted 10th overall, and then the next person is technically just going to be the 12th overall pick? Yep. Are you serious? That's how yep. they're doing that? But they are 11. They're 11. Yeah, they're 11. That, that, that breaks my brain. Yeah. Like, yeah, then, like, imagine if you're that pick, and then, like, people are like, oh, what, what, what draft pick were you? You're like, well... <laughs> Technically, I was twelfth, but really, I was the eleventh person up the and stairs. They're like, nah, shut up, dude. You're twelve. <laughs> Are you fucking with us, Nick? Is that how they're? No, doing? I swear to God. Because I think there's compensation differences based on when you go in the draft for your ELC. I think if you're top ten, you get like the highest, and then oh, if okay. you're ten through twenty, or at least that. I well, I know in the NFL it works. Might be that would make sense as to though. why they're doing it then. Yeah, yeah, maybe, or not make sense, whichever way you want to look at it. Right. Weird. I kind of agree with you though, Steven. Um, that's a wrap. It's I just think. weird. I can't remember like the last time that that's happened or ever happened. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think that's a wrap fellas. That was a lot. There's going to be a lot more. Um, I'm sure once we release this today, there's going to be a ass ton of news that comes out and we're just <laughs> going to be waiting until next week. So um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Congrats to the bucks. Uh, Steven, yeah. How much longer are you in Milwaukee for? A uh, handful of days. I think I'm leaving on Monday. Nice. You, enjoy, you enjoying yeah. yourself? Love it. Is Chris oh, yeah, behaving? Good, yeah. good weekend ahead and uh, already had one pretty pretty fun night last night, which uh, may or may not play into why we were late this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it went without being said. So Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a good time to be in Milwaukee, clearly, with the box doing their thing. So. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not even going to pretend to – be a fan or anything i'm just gonna let i'm just gonna let them have their moment and just enjoy it from afar there you go for sure well fellas uh that'll do it for us for episode 88 we appreciate everybody listening like we said earlier go check out the merch go check out go buy our shit go buy our shit shit. that's our new i think we do need to drop a shirt like that yeah um (laughs) uh breaking news no way Ding, 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 ding. Stop. Zach Hyman. To the Rangers. To the Edmonton Oilers. Wow. Oh, yeah. How much? Eight years, $40 million. Wow. After Holy a sign and trade with Toronto. After we were talking about how they're not very good at this. Yeah, they might be better than I thought. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I like that deal for them. Shit. Yeah. Five mil a year, right? Eight for eight by 40. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I like I like that for Edmonton. Um, obviously, I don't know if five mil. I guess, yeah, he's like a second liner. I guess you could say he's a second liner. Yeah. I think they could play him on the top line if so you want to like. Leafs, so yeah. the Leafs signed him for that and then traded him. Yeah, it says eight year, forty million dollar deal after a sign and trade with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. What would they get back? Do you know? Uh, let me check. That's I think, big news. I think That's that could be good because let's be real. Edmonton's big problem is depth, especially up front. So you could like, if you want to split your, you know, lines one and two talent, you could move him between there. I think pretty seamlessly, but yeah, wow. no, that's, yeah. that's great. That's a good I, move. I kind of yeah. like what Edmonton's doing. They, they got new up. Now they got Hyman. That second line's looking a little more formidable all of a sudden. And it, it, is it saying what they, uh, no, they I'm not seeing that. what went back. Okay. Well, yeah. We're, we're not newsbreakers. We just judge people. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. All right. Any more breaking news? No, I think that's it. Okay. All right, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Um, thank you for the love and support. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>